This is Nate Garrison from Preacher, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Nice to meet you. Good to see you. Nice to meet you, too. How are you? I'm sorry? How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you. You guys are where? You're out in Nevada? Reno, Nevada. Is it cold there yet? You ever been out here before? Never been to it's Nevada. Freezing. Enough. Is it really? And then it's hot in your car. And it's annoying because like the sun's out. So when you get in your car with your big sweatshirt, you start sweating. And then uh when you go outside, it's it's colder than anything. So yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in Richmond and it's pretty chilly here in the 30s. Oh yeah. Okay. Right on. Not a fan of it, but it, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> How's the cold with that humidity? Is it pretty it brutal? Sucks. Yeah. It sucks, especially yeah. when it's yeah, when it's in the like high thirties and raining or just damp, it's really shitty. Oh man. Eh, whatever. So let's talk about preacher. Let's do it. I am a big metalhead, and I think metalcore is probably my favorite subgenre, and I absolutely love this stuff. Awesome. That's a good thing. Yeah. Right? So I mean, Live, Laugh, Lobotomy was the uh, single I was sent over to look at. Absolutely dug it. What's been the response to it so far? Uh, so far, so good. I mean, uh, for us, we didn't really realize what kind of response we were going to get out of something like that, you know, because when we made it, it was kind of outlandish to us. Right. Because of the beat in the beginning and everything and all the layers and stuff that we added into it, it wasn't really like something we've done as preacher before. So it was kind of fun. And we were like, man, it'd be cool to kind of just start it out with this. You know, we did a whole record with it. And um, I would say everything is kind of wildly, not wildly different, but like it all sounds together, but uh, each one kind of takes you down a different path, you know? Right. So when you're writing those songs, are you writing them like, I know metalcore has breakdowns and that sort of thing. So are you writing it with like, this will sound really good in a live setting. This breakdown will be, We'll get the crowd pumping. Are you writing the song for the song's sake and then worrying about that later? You know, it's a little, little bit of B, though. I'm, I'm glad that you actually brought that up. That's the first time I've heard anybody say that, to, like, write a song around what it would be like to play it at a crowd. That's actually really cool. Uh, because there are a few songs on there where we were thinking, man, this would sound great in, like, arena setting or, like, you know, having people that are having a blast. Like, this would uh, this would be the song they go ahead and put out. Right. We actually did write a couple just around that. Like we were just thinking about what it would sound like on stage and it came out just awesome. You know? So I don't think that works probably for every genre because I mean, I can't imagine writing black metal for the stage or whatever, but I think <laughs> metal core, that sort of thing where, you know, you have that, that breakdown that's meant to get the energy going and the pit fired up or any of that shit. I think that's, you know, probably a consideration for bands like that. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely taken into consideration itself, but um, I wouldn't say to let it be a driving force. You know what I mean? Right. Take things original and still fun, like, you know, write your music, you know, and then let the, everything kind of come second as far as that goes, you know? So EP Blur, I don't, sorry, I don't have a date. I know I just see it's forthcoming. You have a date on see, that? We we don't have a date yet either. So okay. <laughs> I have <laughs> like I didn't a, find a it. million meetings here in these next couple of weeks to kind of talk about that ourselves. Um, so this is kind of a sneak peek, but it is coming. So we, it will be out next year for sure. 
Um, we know that because we're already getting antsy and already back in the studio trying to write more music because that's just who we are as a band. But um, hope it's sooner than later because it'd be a lot of fun to kind of hear what everybody thinks about the record in its entirety versus just the one song that kind of takes you off guard a little bit. Being like, okay, what is this record actually going to sound like? And in my opinion, it is definitely one of the best records we've written so far. Excellent. So I know metalcore or traditionally that that subgenre, especially, you know, with all the bands that are out there, they always seem to have some sort of platform or something to say. Is there something you want your fans to walk away from after listening to either the single or the you know upcoming EP Blur? Um, I want them to take it in stride and really understand what we're trying to do as an actual metalcore band, you know, by like pushing the boundaries and the limits on what like this genre can conceive and everything um, to be something new, you know, because like there's so many staples out there. There's so many bands that are sounding the same and everything like that. Our big goal was to give somebody something different, but also love it just as much as everything that's out of it. So if we could do that and pull that off and give that to our fans and make new existing fans kind of feel the same way where it's like, wow, I have a brand new favorite band that I haven't heard of before. Right. I lost you. Oh, there you are. (laughs) You still there? Okay. I'm not not the prettiest to look at. So yeah, now I got you back. There we are. I lost you for a second there. Are you guys all writing together or is it more the efforts of one particular member of the band? Um, it's every, like, we all kind of fight to get the first note, it seems like. So there's just hodges of just riff after riffs, like even our drummer will throw in guitar riffs and everything uh, with right drum electronically and then like transpose them. So they don't really end up the same, but, you know, the rhythms are kind of pre-established and, Right. You know, and that's arrived by everybody. Um, everybody sits in the room while I record, which is like unheard because usually frontmen are more pre-dominant-ish. So we sing kind of stuff, but like we kind of sit there as like a team as I'm like putting back on or not, you know? Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Do you, uh, do you guys do your own recording and mixing as well? We do. Which is even crazier, and that's why we probably are able to put out so much music so quickly. Um, we do have our own studio. Um, our drummer has it, which is open for everybody. It's called Lion Fist Recording. Um, but we were lucky enough to be able to rehearse there and everything as well, because we kind of have, like, you know, pay the light bill and things like that, you know? Sure. That's got to be interesting, though. Is it one of you that does most of it, like, as the producer, or are you guys producing it all together? And if you are, how does that work out? Drummer, drummer is hands down the producer. So when it goes into the main boards and it goes out to the record, he's in charge of all of that. Um, but when it comes down to demoing and everything and getting it out there, everybody is more than capable to run their own studios at home right. and just start dumping it in. <laughs> so it gets very convoluted. Like we've actually did a record where, um, which is um, our second record, it's called Deadline. And that record was actually comprised of like me recording my own stuff, um, Stan, our guitar player, recording his own stuff, and then just filtering it all to Alan while he recorded his own drums and everything like that. And then we pieced it all together that way, um, which it was cool, but I kind of got put in like uh, recording guy jail, right? Because they're like, there's things you can't do. And da, da, da. I was just like, I don't understand. I'm like, well, it sounds good going in. So, and they're like, right, yeah, but right. on the post-production and stuff, like 
you can't be doing this and that. I'm like, okay, I just give up, you know? Right. So I could demo all I want to, but when it comes down to recording actual records, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. So. <laughs> nice. So I know you said you've got previous records. Do you guys intentionally, I don't know how to word this, intentionally try not to write the previous record again? Does that make sense? See, I don't think we could repeat ourselves if we tried. Oh, good. And I think that's what's so special about this band is that everything that comes out is so wildly different and but yet it all still sounds like the band right and um we would think we'd be hitting thresholds now with like the 25 plus songs we have on the internet but it's like we feel like we've only scratched the surface with that because we just keep learning and finding out new things or different stuff we want to try and having access to our own studio just like broadens that horizon to the to the fullest and instead of like producing the same record over and over again, I don't, I don't think you'll get the same record from us ever unless you requested it, you know? Right. That's good because I know a lot of bands I talk to, I ask that question often and you know, they're either intentionally trying not to, but you can't rewrite your, your whole theme because that's where your fan base is too. Right. So you don't want to be too radically different. Yeah. See, I see bands get stuck in that stigma, you know, like they get loved for one thing and then try to do another. And then, right. like, you know, it just creates this whole mess. Uh, Preacher going into it, we were always a hodgepodge mess as far as music goes. So it kind of put us on a platform where we could do whatever the hell we wanted. So the fans are along for the ride from the beginning. Yeah, pretty much. Like They have to be at this point. If you've heard even the past two records, you go, well, okay. (laughs) You can tell these guys aren't aiming for anything. We're just we're just taking shots at the dartboard and don't care if we miss. But, you know, it still turned out to be a good song. You know, we just want to have the best quality of music, regardless of what it sounds like out to you, you know. Gotcha. So are you planning on taking this out on the road? Um, Absolutely. Next year is going to be absolutely insane. I, I'm not allowed to say too much just yet. Cause like I said, I still got to jump back on the horn with, right. because like we went like, it felt like overnight where it was like, we were self-managed DIY and I was able to be like, this is what's going on. And now I'm like, I need itineraries. I don't know what's going on. I got to call five people to figure out one thing. And I'm just like frustrated because Everybody also, too, is like, Nick, give me the reins. And I'm like, I can't because I've managed Preacher for so long. And, you know, there's a way we know how to do things. And right. I, I could easily get answers out of the boys. But now they have to start reporting to other people. And they're like, just worry about this right. and try not to, like, be so stressed out. And I'm like, it's kind of nice, but it's also, like, stressing me out to well, try not baby, to, have, right? to have less work, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's your baby. <laughs> well, it's like less know? work. They're like, give me less work. And it stresses me out more than, I like, all the work that I used to right. do. And I'm like, this makes no sense at all, you know? So one more for you. What was it like playing uh, Blue Ridge Rock Festival? And I know that's that was right here in my state. But, yeah. I mean, did you actually make it out to, I did to not Alton, make, Or have you been, been to, to VIR previous, at all? I've been the previous. I did not make it this year. Okay, well, this year was exquisite, man. Like, I can't put it into words. Like, even trying to take pictures of things, it just made it seem so much smaller than it actually was. You know, like, trying to capture pictures of the main stages, like, those things were just, like, goliaths, like, in a natural field, which was so insane. And then um, with the amount of talent that was there, and literally, like, when they say there's 250,000 people out there, like, believe it because there's 250,000 people out there and was it intimidating um, it's just wild absolutely you know because it was our debut festival of a band of our caliber you know like we don't have any record labels or anything like that or anybody advocating for us other than the team we built inward so when you get there there's not somebody showing you the door it's like hey you know you're kind of fighting to be like hey you know we're here we're also you know paid artists to be here and uh 
you know, what, what do we do? Like, how do we not be in the way, but also how do we not sacrifice everything to just stay where we can play a show um, to other caliber we like to, you know, without giving up too much, you know? So um, I think we handled ourselves very, very well. Um, the overall experience was amazing. The staff was absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, we treated them with just as much as respect as we would treat anybody. So, like, we were handing out waters, you know, we were, get, we were sneaking beers to them and stuff like that. Were the fans type of security. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I was not expecting, because, like, right after us was Norma Jean and Counterparts. So, for us to kind of warm that up, I, I didn't, wasn't expecting the warm welcome we were, we got, you know, right. when we were done playing and everything. And everybody was just like, heck yeah, man, you know, so... 10 out of 10 would go or would do it again in a heartbeat, you know? That's sweet. So I got to ask you a quick question off the record. I mean, not off the record, but to be edited. Are you driving right this second? Or are you, yeah, parked? Or are you parked? Not anymore. I was driving. Well, good. I'm parked right now. No, so the, I want to play a game with you real quick. We do this with everybody. Awesome. It's just a, It ends up being a short little, I don't know, Insta Reel or TikTok promotion thing. Just real short because kids have real short attention spans, all right? So I'm going to show you a picture here. <laughs> It's really fucked awesome. up. I'm sorry, but I'm going to show you a picture here. I just need you to tell me what's going on in the picture and what the next frame would be if there was another frame. Ready? Okay. So you should see it now. What do you see there? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, uh, oh, uh, oh, man. Someone's getting hacked up in the background. And I feel like the, the small kid himself is like mind controlling them to do it. You know, he's like, do my bidding. And like the adults are like, oh, crap, we got to cut this guy open. And we don't know what we're doing. And this kid's like, yeah. And he grabs his gun because he has a gun for some reason. So you think he's making them uh, making them do it? They're under duress. Yes. What would be the reason? Uh, because he's evil. He looks like the omen kid. You know, <laughs> you know what? I, when Damien, I first saw this, is. I thought the same thing. Yes, he does look like it. <laughs> the, the, the last interview I had just prior to you, the guy was uh, making note of his uh, milk mustache. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I didn't see that. I was just looking at the highlight tones. Right. He's just got the very high brow, and I'm I'm trying to find uh, the, the mark of the beast on his forehead, which you know it could be in there. I'm just a little blind, you know. So, what would be the next frame then? Uh, okay. So if it's a scary movie, it would cut to something normal, right? Like he's like eating a bowl of cereal and his mom's like hanging out with him. And then like they read the newspaper and they're like, two people murdered this man for no reason. Um, it might've been like Satan's possession or something. And they just totally gouged this guy and nice. he's like smirking, eating his fruit loops, you know? <laughs> Perfect. Hope that wasn't too bad. No, that was cool. I have a whole shitload of them. My sister, she's a psychiatrist in New York city. And she sent me a list of these pictures that they actually use for whatever. And we just randomly uh -oh. pick them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have enough uh, evaluation on every artist to uh, start my own book, but no, she doesn't even walk, pay any attention to me. Just something to break the monotony and do something different on Facebook and Twitter and whatever. No, and that's awesome, it. man. I just hope they don't lock me up for that. Like, what do you see here? I'm like, right, murderous right. children. I'm like, I'm <laughs> right. You're locked up. That's all I had. That's the end of my questions. Did I miss something you want to cover? Uh, no, I mean, I just know at the end, I'm supposed to direct everybody. So like, if you guys want to find us, uh, we are available online everywhere. And the easiest way to get to us is either our link tree, which is linktree.com forward slash preacher envy, 
or you can go directly to our website, which is just preachernvfornevada.com, and you can find all our music, all our music videos, how to follow us and everything, and don't be afraid to reach out. We're nice guys. We don't bite, and if we ever see you at a show, come give us a hug and come say hello. Thank you, my friend. I hope that wasn't too bad. No, you're awesome. This is the most fun I've had. Good. <laughs> Glenn, cool. I like to hear that. We like, usually I have a partner, but she's busy today. But yeah, usually we try and keep it different. I didn't, I don't ask where the names came from. We don't ask like the stuff you get asked all the time. We try and keep it outside the box and then just kind of see where no, it goes. No, this was great. No, this is, this is easy flowing. Uh, whatever you do, doing, keep doing it. It's, That's it's the way we try fantastic. and do it just to make it nice and easy and interesting anyway. Yeah, the picture thing was way fun. That was way too much fun. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> my friend. And Thank you. hopefully we'll see you soon. Hell yeah. Thank all you. Right. And invite me back anytime. I love to hang out. We can Absolutely. look at pictures all day and then come up with stories. All, all right? right. We can do that because I got a bunch of them. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Be all right, buddy. Cheers. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from No Effects and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.